Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. You know, many times in our lives, we can feel very distant from the Lord, but God is faithful. He will always take us back home. I need your help Just 
just to make it home. So I'm asking, oh dear Lord, oh Lord, to the place, to that place, I first received you, Lord. To quiet time, it wasn't too late. And never too far, I first believe. Take me back, Lord. I need to get back, Lord. Never too late, never too far, never too much. Anywhere, Lord. My very first love. Take me back, Lord. The very place. Take me back, take me back, take me back, Lord. Please, oh Lord, to the place, the place I first received you, alone. Take me back where I. First believed. Amen. Take me back. Abraham was very great. But for the simple fact that all religions claim them to be their father. I mean, that's a sign that you are great. Everybody wants to be associated with you. Hallelujah. Okay? That for, that, for that simple fact that everybody says Abraham is a father. It means he was very great. Hallelujah. And we saw that the source of Abraham's greatness was the blessing of God. Hallelujah. God blessed him. Amen. He said, I will bless you and make of thee a great nation. And that shall be a blessing. Hallelujah. So Abraham is great. Amen. And I shared with you last week that look, the laws have changed. When we check Genesis, we know that, look, to be great now has to do with a blessing. Hallelujah. Because God said, God cursed the earth. Do you remember? Do you remember what I shared last week? That there's a curse in operation, and therefore you must desire for a blessing. Hallelujah. Yeah. You must always desire for a blessing. Because the Bible says, thorns and thistles, the earth shall bring. In sorrow, you shall eat. From the sweat of thy brow, you will eat. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, in, in the beginning of Genesis, he had said, look, Genesis 1, he said, and he blessed them and said, be fruitful. That was Genesis chapter 1. He blessed them and be fruitful. That's what he told them in Genesis chapter 1. But in, but in chapter 3, Adam has blown it. Adam has messed up the whole thing. So now a new law was in operation. Hallelujah. Like, uh, for example, a couple of weeks ago, there was a law that some people cannot travel from seven Muslim countries. Do you understand? There was a law like that. So if you're from that country, you couldn't travel. Then somebody took it to court. And then a new law was put in place. So until another law comes, it's the second law that rules. 
understand what I'm saying? So God, the first thing God said, I will bless. That was in Genesis chapter 1. But because Adam blew up the chance and messed it up, a second law came into operation. Now the earth was cursed. Hallelujah. All because Adam listened to his wife. <laughs> uh, why are you looking at me? Am I saying... Say, go to the, the reason for the case Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. The reason I didn't say it all. And the Lord said, to, uh, 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 This is the woman. The woman listened to this. They go after that. What? No, no, Adam, Adam, where's Adam? 12 or what? No, 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 go down, go down. The reason why the curse came. Okay, next one. No, no, no. 12, 13. Let's go down. 13, 14. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. There it is. You think I made it up? I didn't make it up. I didn't make this one up. I didn't make it up. You see, I'm showing about. And unto Adam, he said, because... That has what? What? Unto the voice of Satan. Unto the voice of the devil. Unto the voice of who? You are looking at me as if I made it. I didn't make the voice. He didn't say, Adam, because you have listened to the devil. He said, Adam, because you have listened to the voice of who? Every time I read this verse, then some people are. I, I wish I can change it. Pressure. Pressure. But I can't change it. So, you see, this verse, as I was explaining to you, so, let, let, me, let, let me tell you something. I've been a pastor for a while. I've pastored many people. And take it from me clearly. Clear, okay? Take it from me. Love your wife. Respect your wife. Provide for your wife. But never, never allow your wife to lead you. <laughs> I preach it to you. Listen to me. Love your wife. Provide for her. Respect her, but never allow her to lead you. Record it, record it. The day you allow her to lead you, that is the day you surround your authority and that is the way you plan for disaster. Because it was not meant to be so. This is quiet. I said, love your wife. And, and, by, and, and she, uh, by the way, you see, by the way, you see, by the way, your wife commanding you left, right, and center. Come here. Go here. Sit here. Don't sleep. It's not a star that you love her. You are a talk. She's leading you. <laughs> it's not a star of love that you, you, are, you love her at all. That's not love. A 
woman tell you, sit down, you sit down. Stand up. So, Reverend, I love my That's not love. That's not love. If you think that loving your wife means she can, hey, come here. Go here. Do this. Don't go. Stand here. Yes. That's not a sign of love at all. So, young, those of you, do you know what I'm saying that? I've seen with my eyes. Now, all two eyes. People who allow themselves to be led by their wives. Somewhere down the line, because it was not meant to be so, the house become disorganized. And children begin to go wayward. And then the same woman will come and tell her, my son, you see, he's not listening to me because you did not allow the father to discipline him. You led the house. The, the man sitting here, get some spine, get some spine. <laughs> Look, I love my wife very much. That's my wife. I love my wife very much. I, I care for my wife. I mean, I mean come on. I'm, I can be very romantic, but one thing that never happens. She will tell you that she will lead me. Oh, no, 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 no. And if I I'm your father. They're my sons. Learn from me. <laughs> because I learned, from, I learned from my father, Bishop Dag, and I saw it in the Bible. Because, no, see, it, I'm saying with a passion because I can see the end of those things. You see, eventually it happens that because it is not the, what God intended for it to be. It leads to problems down the line. And the same woman who you listen to will turn around and say that. Man, you. Yeah. I'm not saying bully your wife. Oh. Love her. Provide for her. Respect her. Listen to her opinion. She's your partner. Listen to her opinion. But, you see, I have seen one thing. Whereby some men are simply led. Your wife is deciding, I don't want us to live here. We'll live here. I don't want us to buy this car. You buy this car. I don't want the children to go to this school. They'll go to this school. Ah! And then you, 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 you foolish yourself. You know, we are a nice family. I love my wife. She's my queen. Yes, she may be your queen, but she's not your boss. <laughs> Record it. And I'm saying that because of what I've seen. Because down the line, it creates a problem. Create a problem because you took a certain authority from the man, which was given by God, and suddenly the house takes another form. It was not meant to be so. Oh, the older ones will agree with me. You, the young one, the older ones, if you're honest, they will agree with me. Do you agree with me? The reverend say 50 and above. Totally agree. Because they've seen with their own eyes. 
are young. I'm telling you. And if I see any small girl leading their husband, I will face them myself. Me. <laughs> I am warning you in advance. If your husband comes to tell me that I, 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 you. Because it can lead to a problem. Hallelujah. Not just by the side, anyway, but take it. No, you see, love your wife. I'm telling you, love your wife. Care for her. Don't leave your wife. Your, your wife is sick and you have left her. You're, you're not providing. You're not, I don't know. No, 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 that's not it. That's not authority. Authority means you love, you care, you provide, you listen. Okay? But, but the final decision, sit down. I mean, everywhere you have to go, you need permission from your wife. Why? Are you a child? I'm preaching. You need permission from Madame before you go. Are you a child? Okay, you won't go. Please. It's children who need permission from their parents to go out. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I am showing you wisdom. I'm showing you the word of God. I want you to rule well and lead your house well. Don't create a problem, a situation. That, you see, I am telling you that it creates a problem. Uh, let me continue to preach. to be a pastor. But I must preach the word of God. And if you are good wives, you will give me an offering. I say, if you are good wives, you will give me an offering. I expect all the wives to say, Reverend, preach on! Because I am saving your house. So, I expect offerings from the wives. Because you, that, somewhere down the line, you will be glad you gave authority to the father because his voice. So when they hit a certain age, it doesn't work. It's the man who makes a difference. I think the wife should give me an offering. The wife should give me an offering. Because I'm, I'm talking about something that down the line it becomes a problem. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm anointed. I said I'm anointed. Because it takes anointing to speak such words. I, I, an offering from a future wife. Thank you. God bless you. I'm anointed. Heavily anointed. I'm telling you. I've seen it over and over and over. See, and it always starts with the men being confused. They think it's love. That is not love. That is not love. That thing is not love. No. No, it's not love. Okay. Being told where to go, where to sleep, what to do by a woman is not love. 
The ones, listen, the ones that, you see, the ones that are, you see, have you seen these ones? They have been pulled along. Have you seen these ones? They are being pulled along. Okay? Because they are children. So if you, I mean, why should your wife pull you along? Wife, say amen. I said, wife, say amen. Listen to me. You will be glad with this message. Ten years down the line, you say, Reverend, thank you. Hallelujah. Why did I even get it? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Give me your friends, yes. You will be glad down the line. <laughs> You'll be glad, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Anyway. So, this was the beginning of the case. Hallelujah. May I love you, Bubulu. I love you well, and I can see your future. That is why I speak sometimes strongly like that. To put things in the right place. Because I'd rather prevent the problem. They say prevention is better than cure. Hallelujah. May God grant us mercy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Future wives. Yeah. Anyway. What did you say? The present wives are not giving offering. <laughs> oh, God. It's good. No, no, it's good. It's okay. It's okay. What I'm trying to say that I'm, what I'm saying that if you are a mature Christian, you are, understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? You are a mature Christian. You understand what I'm saying? I love my wife. Ask her. I love my wife. If I have two dollars left and she missed it, I will give it to her and go hungry. Ask her. She will tell you that. She knows that. No, 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 no. Everyone. No controversy. No controversy. But that, I want to go somewhere now. You can't go. What? <laughs> she, it, has, it doesn't even occur to her. Because it has, it, it has never been. I didn't, it's like a snake I killed very early. Yeah, I love her very much. I love my wife. 
anything. Yeah, myself. If I can help, I help. Most of the time, if I cannot, if, if, if you don't see me helping, I don't know how to do it. But if I know how to do it, like my wife is doing something, and I can, and, and I know she's tired. If you see me not doing it, I don't know how to do it. But if I know, I will help. <laughs> like maybe she's cooking and, and, and she's tired of cooking. I don't know how to cook. But if I knew how to cook, if I knew how to cook, I'll make her breakfast in bed. The last time she was sick, and I knew that she needed someone to make her breakfast in bed. And I was saying that, no, no, I don't want to. But if I make it for you, you'll become sicker. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's continue. It's a great thing. Wow. I got them blessed. So this is the problem. Hallelujah. Okay, and then, so from that time, the world has changed. So God said, look, it operates by blessing and curses. Amen. So we must pursue blessing. Hallelujah. And I was sharing with you last week, you know, you can end a curse by giving. Hallelujah. I say you can end a curse by what? Yeah. That's what Noah did. When Noah sacrificed, God smelt it. He said, I will no longer curse the earth. Hallelujah. Sometimes you, should, you want to get a blessing. You go by giving. You see, as Bishop said, there's no point standing behind a car. We stand by the side of a car. In the name of Jesus, I enter the car. You can't enter. In the name of Jesus, I enter the car. You can't enter the car. You enter the car with the key. Once you have the key, you can open and enter. The key to blessings, okay, financial blessing, is money. When you give, you receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Philippians, and I showed you the Philippians. Listen, I want us to look at this Philippian example again. Philippians 4, verse 10. Paul, Philippians, Philippians, we all know this verse. Paul is saying, that, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly. That now, at the last, your care for me had flourished again. Wherein, we, wherein, we also, uh, wherein ye were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Paul said, Paul said, I'm happy that your care for me has come back again. I knew you wanted to do it, but you didn't have the opportunity. But thank God the opportunity has come again. Hallelujah. So, oh, Apostle Joel, I wanted to bless you. This afternoon, you have the opportunity. Be careful. But you, uh, we also have, but you lack opportunity. Verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. See, this is what uh, any, any true man of God or any prophet, when he's speaking, this is not that they need it. Suppose not that because I, I'm not telling you to give to me or sow it to me because I need it. And any prophet, I mean, if you are asking someone like Bishop Dark to come and ask you, you, you will never hear. No. Any, any true man of God? No, 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 no. Even me, I won't come and ask you, let alone him. He said, not that in respect of want. He said, not, not that I speak in respect of want. You know, so, because you see, some people, the way they will talk, they read themselves, you know, this church, you know, last year, uh, my birthday, I tried to. 
pay my child school fees when I was accounting on your people, but the way you did, you know, I don't think it is. You, you are quenching the anointing, but anyway, let's move on. I mean, I mean you, are, you are soliciting. Are you hearing me? But the true one of God should not solicit. You see, avoid that posture that you are soliciting. And like us, we don't solicit. Okay? From Bishop Dag, through yours truly, we don't solicit. Because God provides for us. So let people give because they want to give because they love the anointing. Not because you are soliciting. That is why we tell our pastors when you visit somebody, they are going to visit. Pastor, they go to the church member. Hey! Mm-hmm. Television. This is your television. How many inches? 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the living room. Oh, okay. 25 inches. It's nice. So. I've seen that there's also one small one in the, in the, in the kitchen. How many inches is that? 14 inches. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, so you have a 25 inch in the living room and a 14 inch in the kitchen. Oh, that's very nice. Mikra, last week, I, I was trying to get the television, but I found out that the one that my television currently is not working now. You know, I mean, it's not working now. I just, I mean, it's not coming on well. I'm, in fact, I'm planning to buy even one uh, uh, during the, the uh, President Day sale. So I'm actually putting some money together. If a church member is, who loves his partner, and you are saying, what are you trying to say? I mean, he's a good church member. He will say, oh, my pastor, his television is spoiled. And since I have two, let me give you one. You see, but you see, you are soliciting. Hallelujah. He said, for I have, and the reason why he says, I'm, I don't speak in want. He said, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, there with to be content. There's something, to, there's, there's, there's a learned state. Christians, there's a learned state. You learn. When there's money, you chop. When there's no money, tell them we are cool. Learn it. Learn it. There's a learned state. Yeah. You are broke, but nobody knows you are broke because you carry yourself well. It's not every time that people are jumping and there's money in their pocket or they are broke, but they have learned. There's a learned state. That, what about that? To be content. Next verse. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry and both to abound and to suffer need. Who say I know it? I get the money, I can chop. If I'm broke, too, I can be hungry. Hallelujah. Verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things. Listen. I can do all things. It means when I have to take the bus, I can take it. I say, when, when I have to take the bus, what? And when I have to uh, chatter a limo too, I can do all things. I can do all things. It means if I have to live here, I can. If I have to live in an apartment, I can. If I have to live in a four-bedroom house in the suburb, I can. I can do it. What do you mean? Yeah, well, as for me, I can't live here. Who are you? I'm talking to you now. Who are you? 
can't live here. You can't, where are you? Where, where are you from? I can't, I can't live here. This apartment is too crampy. It's too hot. I can't live here. Everybody's moved out and we are still here. Pressure on your husband. Who are you? Village girl like you. Who are you? <laughs> I'm preaching. Where did you come from? You grew up in a compound house. Compound house. One bathroom. The bathroom was even outside. Now you have come to sit in America. So well, I can't leave you. There are too many people around here. And who are you? I can do all things. If the, you see, what Paul said that if the current circumstances require that I live in an apartment, I can. One day I took. One day, I took the New Jersey, Manhattan, I took the New Jersey NJ bus transit. NJ transit, the bus. When I got on the bus, I saw Karen. She was shocked. <laughs> hey, Ray, what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, I could see the shock in her face. That you also take the bus? I said, of course. That day I was tired. I couldn't, I'm, I, I had to drive. I said, I'm feeling too tired. Me, I can sit on the bus. I sat on the bus. She was so shocked. So when she went, and said, Reverend, so how often do you take the bus? Reverend, you take, and she couldn't believe that I was sitting on the NJ Transit. She thought the NJ Transit was only people like her. I said, no, I can't. <laughs> me, I can't. Oh, I, you don't know me, eh? You don't know me? Try me can do anything. If I have to sleep in that place for two days so that I can achieve a certain purpose, I will sleep there. I can do all things. <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes when I see this type of just arrive, yeah, 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 oh well, I, 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 I can't eat this food. You can't eat what food? I can't stay here. I can't stay here. Well, listen. I mean, I mean, if you want this relationship to continue, you better, you better make, take a decision, okay? Because I mean, I, I cannot stay in this mess. Mess? You call it a mess? Where are you from? <laughs> Where are you from? You? Have you forgotten? When you get diarrhea in the middle of the night, you have to wake up your little sister because there's no toilet in the house. You have to walk across. With a lantern. Now you are saying that. Well, I mean, there are too many people sharing the bathroom. I need too many sharing the bathroom. I'm preaching to you. Too many sharing the bathroom. In your own house. Have you forgotten that you used to take the lantern and walk across? No, what I'm trying to say is that spirituality spirituality gives you when you say you are spiritual, you must be able to learn to abound. 
One of the signs of spirituality is that you can live in all conditions. You see, Bishop always jokes. Oh, when he came to visit me, I put him in the basement without windows. Have you heard that in the message? Have you heard that in the message? It's not a joke, it's true. It's really true. I was living in an apartment and I got an apartment in the basement, no windows, a small tiny place. And that's why I put him when he came to <laughs> And I'm talking about somebody who grew up from a wealthy home, had his own room as a kid. He flies first class, but if he has to sleep in a basement without windows so he can start a church in America, he can't. Because his vision was to start a church in America. And this is the person I know. I know if he had a mansion, he would give it to me, but as I died, that's what I had. It's not that I was being mean. Charlie, that was what I had. And he was grateful for that. Because he, he, had, he had not, I mean, he, he, he was born to a wealthy parent. He's not used to that type of environment. But if that's what he has to do, so that he can establish the church, I can do all things. Oh, village girl, I can't live here. Ask the next girl. Are you the one? Are you the one the pastor is, Are you the reason why? I, ask the next sister. Are you why? Are you the one that the, the pastor is talking about? Hallelujah. No, it's a sign of spirituality. You see, when you get spiritual, you learn that, okay? When you become spiritual, you learn, it's a learned condition. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. You will not be there forever. I say you will not be there forever. Yeah. I said that they could see the shock on Karen's face. Right? He couldn't believe that I can sit on the bus. I was there fully crying. And today, even today when I'm tired, I can sit on the bus. I don't care. At all. I don't care. No, 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 no. No. I have learned. Hallelujah. Where are we? I can do all things through Christ. Which me. Hey, my time is almost up. Notwithstanding, ye, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Wow. Now, ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Paul when I left Macedonia, even, even when I even left Philippines and went to Macedonia, even the Macedonian church, they didn't give to me. Only you, Philippians church. Hallelujah. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not once again. You see, once again, he's going back to the point that I am not saying because I need this. And it's very important to make that point clear to Christian church members. Because every time a pastor starts talking like this, they think he needs it. So he goes back. Not because I desire a gift. That's not the purpose. But I desire fruits that may abound to not my account, your account. Your account. I mean, yesterday, I, I had a three-day convention in Newark. Last night, I preached. And after the convention, some girl be that tell me. Me, I, I mean, I, she, I know that she is broke, nothing. She came to the Reverend to sow a seed. I said, 
the only reason why I took that thing was because I believe that it's a spiritual thing. I mean, my heart was broken. That was even giving me. I said, ah, you. You understand? It wasn't even much, but I also understood that spiritually, she's trying to show us. She understands the spiritual principle. So I took it and I blessed it. But my heart. I mean, if, I, if I could have said no, I would have said no. But it's not, it's, it's not right to say no. That's actually my problem. It's not right to say no. Because the person is doing it in faith. Believing to receive something from God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I desire a fruit. That may abound to your account. <laughs> Paul again. You see, Paul, he's wild though. He said, but I have all. And abound. I am full. Having received of a prophet the things which you were sent from you. An order. A sweet smell. A sacrifice acceptable. Well pleasing to God. See, this is where we quote this verse, but I, I, I took my time to read the top so that you understand the reason why this verse came. So you waking up and say that, my God shall supply all my needs, wh- who have you communicated to? Is it, is it, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm reading the whole verse. Who have you given? What church? What work of God have you supported? Paul is saying that but my God shall supply your need according to his riches in, in Jesus, by Christ Jesus. This, I mean, the reason why God is going to take care of you, the Philippian church, is because you are a giving church. So next time you quote or you sing that song, my, provide, my God shall supply all my needs, go back to verse 10. Yeah. Go back. To see whether you were a giver or not. Hallelujah. Do you give offering? Do you pay tithe? Do you support the things of God? Do you build the house of God? Hallelujah. Church, are you here with me? Yeah. So that's just last week. I'm just recapping. My time is almost up, but that's just recap for you to know. Hallelujah. That there's a blessing reserved for givers. So your stinking, your stinky self, you won't get any blessing. I'm preaching to you. Mr. Armstrong, you will not get anything from God. You will not. It is for the blessing. Okay? It's for givers. Hallelujah. And once again, I go back to Paul. When a pastor is preaching like that, it's not like I say give to him. I would rather you give to the church. I can tell you that. Only that sometimes people have to give to a man of God. But that's, if you ask me, I'd rather give to the church. But sometimes the Bible recommends that you give to a man of God. Like this small girl. Yesterday, no, but I'm, I'm not telling you. I almost cried. I said, ah. That's it. I mean, it wasn't even much, but it didn't be my heart. Hallelujah. Opportunity to give. Amen. So are you seeing the connection between the blessing and giving? Hallelujah. All right. So, Abraham. We are talking about the father of of all blessings. Hallelujah. Abraham is the greatest. Hallelujah. So, and and there are certain things that he did. So, if we want to receive the blessing of Abraham, 
then you must learn to do what Abraham did. Is somebody hearing me? And we are connected, you know, we are connected to Abraham. The Bible connects us to Abraham. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 13 to 14. Genesis 3, 13 to 14. Oh, no, no, okay. Go to Galatians. I'll show you this one. Galatians 3, 13. Galatians 3, 13. Galatians, not Genesis, Galatians. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Okay? Christ, this is what Christ, he redeemed us from the curse. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham, that the blessing of Abraham might come up on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Is that what because of what Jesus Christ did, we are now qualified for the blessing of Abraham. That's why we sing the song, Abraham, blessings are mine. Do you know that song? Abraham's blessings are mine. Where does it go? I am blessed. Abraham's blessings are mine. Sing it for me again. Abraham's blessings are mine. Yeah. The Bible says the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So it means that we have to learn to follow Abraham. And let me tell you something. Some church, following Abraham is not, is not by logic. If you plainly want to listen to me, spiritual things, they don't make sense. Okay? It's an act of faith. Hallelujah. I'm not here to have an intellectual discussion with you. I am telling you that by faith, it's an act of faith. Follow the steps of Abraham. Hallelujah. Because, look, logically it doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. That's why the, that's why the Bible calls Abraham the father of faith. Abraham is called the father of faith. Yeah. And faith is different from logic. So, if you want to, if you want to follow Abraham, then be a man or a woman of faith. Somebody who believes God. Say, I believe God. I, I can end my message here. Say again. As I say it again. It's Abraham. Who did not stagger at the promise. He did not waver. Though he was, though being old, and the womb of his wife Sarah dead, did not stagger. Whatever God said, even though it didn't make sense, he didn't doubt it. You cannot walk in the blessing of Abraham when you have doubts or you want to understand everything because it is not by logic, it's by believing. It's by believing. Believe God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So if, so if when you watch, if you want to get the blessings of Abraham, then study what Abraham did. And when you study, when you study Abraham, he did this by faith. So it means if you want to inherit the blessing of Abraham, then you must do what Abraham did. 
which is you do things you do things because you believe, not because you think so. Can I hear you? I say you do things because of what? I say you do it because of what? Not because of what? It's not a mind thing. It's a faith thing. Oh yeah. I say it's not a mind thing. It's a faith thing. May you be a believer. Hallelujah. Yeah. So what did Abraham do? One of the faith things that he did in relation to giving. Go to Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews 7. Verse 4. Okay, we'll talk about all this. But let's, I think I showed you this verse last week. Did I talk about this last week? Let's go to verse 4 quickly so we can finish. Now consider how great this man was, which is Melchizedek, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And verily, they are that of the sons of Levi who received the office of a priest, have a commandment. Okay, what about this? But say, consider how great Abraham was. Who gave what? What did he give? I said, what did he give? What is another way of, another way of saying a tent? Consider how great Abraham was. Abraham was the one that God had promised and everything. But when he went to war and he won the victory and he got the interest from his 401k, from his paycheck, from his investment, from selling, when he got the profit, he took the profit because after all, the spoils means the profit, the gains, the paycheck, the salary. When he met the priest, not that Melchizedek that needed it. Because when you read and say the greater is blessed of the lesser. But he believed in faith that this man carries a blessing. And therefore I must pay tight. Oh, Reverend. But that was in the Old Testament. Hold on. You just read, Reverend, but you just read a verse that Christ has redeemed us from the law. Listen. Yes. Christ has redeemed us from the law. But tithe is not the law. When you talk about the law, if I can teach you, Christ, what's the, uh, Christ has redeemed us from the law. For cursed is everyone. There was the law. And that's what Jesus Christ has redeemed us from. The law of, uh, if you're a woman, don't wear panties. Go read it. Don't wear pants. Don't wear a certain amount of cotton. When you have your period, don't come to church. Go and read Leviticus. Bring, if you want to come to church, because if we're in the mosaic days, some of you will not come to church for once a month. You have to stay home. Because when you come, you pollute the sanctuary. Or when you, and, and after your period is over, you come with two turtle doves. Also, that's the law. It's only Leviticus. Yeah. And that's what Christ has to do. But you see, and yes, in the law, he also talked about tithe. But Abraham was before the law. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Abraham was what? Before the law. Who gave the law? I said, who gave the law? So now let's count. It was Abraham. After Abraham, he gave birth to who? Isaac. And after Isaac, who came? And after Jacob, who came? 
The twelve sons of what? Jacob. Naphtali, who came? The twelve sons of Jacob. Okay? The twelve sons of what? Jacob. In whom the one was called Joseph, and there was also Levi. Okay? Which is the priest. Then, who was Moses' father? You know Moses' father? Who is his mother? Jacob, he had a father too. You see, Moses came from the tribe of Levi. Are you hearing me? So, I am talking about that Abraham was way ahead of the law. So before Moses came to prescribe the law about tithing, Abraham was doing it already in, to Melchizedek. So tithing is not part of the law. It, was, it preceded the law and Abraham did it. And in Hebrews, which is a New Testament, they go and refer to it. I'm reading from the New Testament how reference is made. Hallelujah. So if you want the blessing of Abraham, then one of the things that Abraham did was Abraham paid tight. So don't sing that song, Abraham blesses a man, you don't pay tight. I am blessed in the morning, I am blessed. No, 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 no. Will a man rob God? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Look, I'm taking my time to teach you because, you see, young ones, I want you to acquire, you know, I'm, 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 some of you, is too old now because, you see, I've said that you still didn't mind me, so I'm not even talking about you now. I'm talking about to the young ones now. And the reason I'm saying that is that it is a good habit to acquire. See, a lot of things, when you acquire them early, it becomes part of you. It becomes your second nature. You see, I learned to pay tight as a student. So by default, it became my second nature. When somebody gives me something, even gifts, when people give me gifts, immediately I take my tight out. That's how I do. When somebody gives me a dollar, somebody gives me ten dollars, I put one dollar. I don't even think about it. It's second nature. Because I learned to do it early. You see, a lot of things, you see, anything that you learn to do early, it becomes second nature. Just like, just like bad things. When you learn to do bad things early, it becomes your second nature. So learn this action. Now that, you have, now that you don't have a lot, learn to pay tight. It becomes your second. Now you are broke. So it becomes your second. So that, so that when you become wealthy one day, because you have learned it. You see, it's like brushing your teeth. Once you learn to brush your teeth in the morning, it becomes second nature. When you wake up and you haven't brushed your teeth, you know there's something missing. I'm preaching. Someone like me, Tithing is my second nature. So when I get something and I haven't paid tithing, I say, hey, this is not me. I just remember that this is second nature. Yeah. So learn it early. Some of you have talked that you didn't learn. I mean, I, I pray for the grace of God, but you remember you were a thief, and it's dangerous to live with a thief. I'm serious. I'm not going to look. Hallelujah. So let's learn it early. Amen. Yeah. Second nature. If you want to follow Abraham. If you, see, if you don't acquire this habit now, it will be difficult to acquire. But when you acquire the young, it's early. It's second nature. My grandmother had a, a culture of paying tight. It was the second nature of my grandmother. 
My grandmother, old Methodist woman. I mean, I don't know where you got it from, but it was her second nature. It's like as soon as anybody, I mean, she used to sell it. As soon as somebody comes to pay no shoe, before she takes the money to the bank, you, you see her taking the tithe. How she did the mass, I don't know, but she always knew how to take the tithe. No, my grandmother has certain habits. Some, some spiritual, some not spiritual. She was, one of her habits was that she believed that anytime you're about to eat, you must give some to the gods. So when she gets food, she would take some and throw it in some of <laughs> Yes. I mean, I don't know, it's second nature. Even though she was a strong Methodist, I think she learned it as a child. So every time she gets some, when she's about to eat, she'll break a piece of it. Who knows what I'm talking about? Uh, maybe your grandmother also did the same thing. Dad, you know what I'm talking about? Do you, your, your grandmother did the same Yeah. No matter what my grandmother likes, as soon as you give her food, she will take a piece and drop it to them. <laughs> and in the same way, she was faithful with her tithe. Hallelujah. So acquire the habit early. Amen. Are you here with me? Yeah. Acquire it early. The reason, why, the reason why some of you are struggling because you didn't acquire that habit early. You know, it's like drinking beer. People who start drinking beer early. Look, because first of all, beer is not, beer, beer is not Coca-Cola. Beer is not sweet. It actually has a bitter taste to it. Oh? You are looking at me as you don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, church members, you can be funny. You are going, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the beer, the beer, the beer you drink. I mean, the thing is not sweet. No, it's not. Are you hearing me? It's actually bitter. And Guinness is even more bitter. Huh? What is it? Yeah. I, I, it's very bitter, but you saw it's black tonic. Black tonic indeed. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say that if you have not drunk it before, when they give it to you, it's bitter. But because you have acquired the taste. You know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me like. Hallelujah. Let me continue. So, please, acquire that good habit. It is a, ha- it is a good habit to acquire early. And it, it, will, it, it, will, it will bring a lot of blessing in your life. You see, you will not struggle to do it. And you will only accumulate blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. It brings a blessing. Oh, Reverend, are you sure tithe brings a blessing? Go read Malachi. Go and read Malachi. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Malachi 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have ye robbed me? What did, I, what did we steal? In what? No, only title. In 
and tithes and offerings. I'm talking about following Abraham in tithes and offerings. You have robbed me. And let me tell you something. If you rob somebody, what are you? <laughs> if you rob somebody, what are you? I say, if you rob somebody, what are you? A robber or a thief. Oh? Listen. Do you think, Felicia, do you think you'll be comfortable living in a house with a thief? You know that this person can steal from you. Will you think you'll be comfortable? I said, will you think you'll be comfortable living with a thief? Will you be comfortable? So if you're a human being, it's not. So why do you think God, God will be comfortable with you? That's why God will take, that's why God will kick you out. Because nobody is comfortable living with a thief. It's as simple as that. Will a man rob God? Nobody's comfortable. And when I was in secondary school, I told you before, my dormitory, which is like, you know, we live in dormitories or rooms. The room that I was sleeping in. I mean, talk about bad boys. Thieves and armed robbers. <laughs> Rachel, you have never seen them before. What do you say? Oh, your shoes. I mean, your, sometimes your shoes. You go and come to class. Somebody has opened your box. Your shoe is gone. Go on to sell it. Thieves. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, come on, come on. I mean, the guys I was living with. I mean, it was common tradition when we come. Anything vulnerable to you, take it to another, another dome. Because where we are, even when you lock the trunk, they can open it. Thieves. I don't even know how I ended up in that, that, that dormitory. Don't laugh. <laughs> Robbers! I, I remember, I'm, listen, I'm just telling a story about thieves. I remember I had one of my friends. Was he a friend? Maybe he was a friend at that time. One day, I decided to come to America. That's, that's, I was about 17, okay? And you have to write the exam, TOEFL. TOEFL is test of English as, as a foreign language. Okay, it's a test you have to pass, Melissa, so that I can come, travel to the U.S. And the registration fee for TOEFL was $25. Okay? And I was about 17, or, yeah, 17, 17 years old. So, I had a friend here who has a, an older sister. Who said, oh, my, this is my friend wanted to come to the U.S. He needs to, he needs to register for TOEFL. So he needs the money. Because there was no way I was going to get dollars in Ghana. So this, my friend's older sister, who was generous, who was here, sent me $25. And in, in those days, the, when the money comes, it, it, there were no real official channels. There used to be like black market. You have to go and collect the money. So I went with this, my friend, to go and pick the $25. And then to, to register for my exam. Then when I came, I put the because I had to go for, I put the money in my box. And logged it. And then I went for classes. I came back one hour. My money was gone. <laughs> $25. And the only person who knew. <laughs> the only person who knew that I had $25 there. Was this my friend Zatochi? We used to call him Zatochi. 
said, Tochi, where's my money? He said, I don't see him, I don't see him. <laughs> I said, hey, me, we just went, came. You saw me put the money in the box. Went for classes within one hour. I said, oh. He said, are you sure? Let's take the box. Tasha, <laughs> we check the box. Move it out. Okay, let's maybe put it in the book. Open the books. I mean, the same person, my friend. This was on a Thursday. Then Saturday night, we have entertainment night. Where like girls come to the schools to come and dance from my wife's school. I was in a boys' school, so they come to come and dance like a party. Who will I see? Tucci, new sneakers, brand new sneakers. <laughs> when I saw the sneakers, I said, this is my Mrs. Money. That's my total money. I mean, it was a dangerous place to live. You know what I'm saying? So, nobody likes to live with a thief. So some of you, just as when I saw my sneakers, I knew that this is my TOEFL money. Some of you. I'm preaching. When God, when God sees you are bad, say, this is my tight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead of the tight, instead of the tight being the basket, on the move, tight on the move. When God looks at your Brazilian, say, "Hey, my tight." <laughs> Even your mortgage, God say, "Oh, but God say, you are using my tight to pay your mortgage. You are using my money to pay your mortgage." Do you know? You see, that's what I say. Touch was my friend, though. But that day, our friendship ended. That was the last time we became friends. Because I could see that my TOEFL was in his shoes. <laughs> so as you rob God, God sees his tithe in your car. Your car payment, in, his tithe is in your car payment. His tithe is in your mortgage. His tithe is in your... You, see, you may have used it for legitimate things, but at the end, it is still his money. And that is the days that sometimes you don't take it. God will end friendship with you. I'm preaching to you. Every time I think about tithe, I remember this. That was the thing we had friendship with him. He no longer became my friend. Because it pained me, pained me, pained me, pained me. <laughs> the only person, me and you, May God deliver you from being a thief. May you learn the habit of paying tithes. May you be a follower of Abraham. And may you part. That's that's, That's why I began by saying that to follow Abraham is an act of faith. Because tithe, one of the things that does not make sense logically is paying tithe. No, no. I mean, if you think about it, you have $100 and then you bring 10. Then I say the 90 is better. Why? What is mathematics? I mean, you have a pressing bill to pay. 
your mortgage to pay and you are, you are just cutting it close and we are telling you that rather it is better for you to pay the tight and make, uh, so if, but if I pay my tight, how can I pay my mortgage? You know, common sense, any financial person will tell you, you know, you better take your, your, your primary obligations first, you know, your primary relationship is your rent, where you live and your, ex- that, that's what they will tell you, go and see, none of them, have you ever met a financial person who talks about tight before? So, so it's not something that is logic. It is an act of faith. You have to believe that even though I am short of my mortgage this month, by paying my tithe, God will open a blessing somewhere. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. May you receive a blessing. May everything that brings a curse be removed from you. May the curse of the thief not find you. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Kalama Sondoria Baba. Jendeli Mamanimiko. Rakata. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence. Father, anything that represents a case, we remove it. Situations that compromises us and make us become, become victims of cases. We, we drive it out in the name of Jesus. Yes, I want us to pray, God. You know what? You know what? I preach this message because you see, I preach to I preach it to two groups of people. The first group is the young ones. I want them to learn the good habit once they are young so that they don't struggle. The second group is some of you who are older, who are struggling with it. And I want you to learn to trust God that, look, the 90 with the blessing is far better than the 100. I know you have obligations. You have legitimate bills to pay. I know you have situations that when you put it on paper, it doesn't make sense. But in spite of that, I will still consider God first and believe God. It is an act of faith. My lifetime. My lifetime. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I will give God my life. Trust God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Trust God. I will give God my lifetime. Oh, Jesus. If I give God my life. Trust God. By faith. By faith. Abraham paid tithe and received a blessing. I give God. If I give God my life, trust God. It's an act of faith. He will take care of me. God can take care and will take care of you. God. He will never ever let me down. Oh, I will give God my life. The 
before I sit down for a brief moment, you are here, you are not born again. Salvation is an act of faith. You have to believe God. You have to trust God. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So before I sit down, with every eye closed and every head bowed, and this time no movement, you are not born again. Please, there is room at the cross for you. Salvation is an act of faith. It comes a time in your life you cannot live that way. So, take a decision today to give your life to Christ. Take a decision. Take a decision. Take a decision. Take a decision. So, if anybody is here and you are not born again, you are not saved, please, you may have heard this before. I may have said it before, but you didn't do it. Today, do it! Do it! Take a decision. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So with every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are not born again, please lift up your hand. Take a decision today. Take a decision. Take a decision. Take a decision today. Because my desire is that everybody here is saved. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.